All right, we're live. New York Fellows, episode 38. Um, before we get started, we're going to, we have a, a um, pick'em update. The pick'em is officially over. It's been over. Eric is there. Eric is the 2023, the inaugural, the inaugural uh, champion. Uh, I think the, you'll probably finish up what, like week 18, if I get like, well, we'll get into that. But second place, you only beat him by probably like 20, maybe? Give or take. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know the last week that I put thought into my picks and didn't just rely on the alarm going off. Which, if you guys had, would have been a lot closer. Would have been a lot closer, probably. But yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty here. But um, hindsight—it's been the same thing every week. You guys just keep missing. I know. <laughs> no, I'm saying the alarm could have been set week one, and I have it set in my phone now for every Thursday at five thirty p.m. <laughs> Eric, um, uh, Eric probably won four weeks ago, but formalities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, 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 congratulations to Eric. Um, for winning the inaugural Pick'em, New York Fellows podcast, Pick'em. Uh, next year, we will be doing things differently. I'm going to put a little more thought into it, and then just instead of a long text um, as to what we're going to do. I'm going to make it a I little more. I think we should, honestly, like the whole college, the combination, I thought it would be good, but I didn't really love it. Um, so I, I don't know. We can talk about it as to what we're going to do, but Eric is the winner. And second place, Maddie and I are in a dogfight. We're in a dogfight for second place, and I, I, I really want to win second place. <laughs> I would love to see him forget up until Sunday night and be like, "Let me pick Monday," and there's no Monday night football. Well, you would have, you would have won it. You would have won it last week if you just sent your picks in on time. No, I mean, no, my picks, I got, I went over. I know, but you would have gotten an extra three because Matt didn't get in zone time yeah but i think yeah. the math still would have worked out to where he could have probably caught me yeah he would have needed a perfect week though right now i think and he's what 1.5 back something like that man Two you live right next yeah, to no. you live right next to a hospital <laughs> no not I, I can't even hear anything <laughs> I, I will I'm just um, used to it so with that said maddie and i are in a dog fight um Big shout out to Elijah for keeping track of the uh, the points throughout the entire I can't season. I can't believe football is pretty much. Here's my here's the zoomed out uh, spreadsheet. Oh my god! <laughs> shout out shout out me for tipping my guy. Yeah, what a nice guy. He's the only yeah, one. It's that's easy to tip when you. I mean, yeah, of course it was well as he should. He's the winner. He, he won paid a, me two a bucks decent, after the first episode. He won a large sum of cash um and in last place is saint john who was crying last night to try and change the rules all of a sudden the scoring system to try and give him a chance to come in second place i don't really know what the he was begging yeah you were begging matt yeah that's fine gotta do whatever you can do i was getting so frustrated i know that was the point i was trying to piss you off just like you piss me off every fucking day I was getting so mad, like sitting there, and you're like, I mean, every, to be every fair, week. To, all right, and so my whole thing was, I understand the struggle. I obviously understand my most of my points were just garbage, but 
to act like this was the most structured and organized thing all year and that we had a very regimented, everything was done accordingly and by the books. I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying it was. The whole point would be, hold on, the whole point would be to add some entertainment value to this, right? So give me how great of an entertainment value would it be if by a 0.001% chance and I somehow pull off second, that would be entertaining. There is zero entertainment in for yeah, me, is, it pisses you and Maddie off, and that's entertainment. That, that is entertainment. Okay, so yes, I'll give you credit on some of those points that it wasn't exactly the most structured thing, but for the first time ever doing it, I would say it was pretty, pretty organized. It wasn't bad. I all I know is if you had it, it listen, if you flipped the rolls and you were right on the no. cusp and there was a small percentage chance that you could have But you're not on and the it would cusp. basically and basically what I'm talking about is for this to even happen, you and Maddie would both have to not get your picks in on time. So basically all I was saying was for me to have a glimmer, I said give me the whatever, just give me some extra points because all I was saying was Basically, if it's just you and Maddie, the only way I would even have a chance is if you and Maddie didn't get your picks in on time. So all you you guys literally both could have said, okay, let's do it. And then literally just texted Elijah some random fucking picks and immediately yeah, it would have been done point. anyway. So yeah, that's what I was trying to, to say. It's like, just give me some sort of hope on an off chance that one of you misses it. I get the points. Then I can, maybe well, you I know go. The, you, know, you know what the hope is? You had 20 weeks. You had 20 weeks of hope. Like, and you I know. Work. And let's not, I, yeah, I understand that. And I picked horribly. I understand there were some bad weeks. But I'm not, also not sitting, like... You and Maddie also had, I mean, a bunch of goose eggs. Mine were pretty, I'm pretty even with you guys for the last like six weeks or eight weeks. I think that one zero in like week two. Would, yeah, that uh, hurt. Never recovered from that. Never <laughs> recovered from that. So that was just fucking awful. And listen, you're right. Like I didn't, I didn't do well, but you and Maddie are pretty much on par with me every week. One of you is getting a goose egg or one or two every week. Uh, so like, I went, I went three and oh, two weeks ago. Do you want some stats and, for the year? If you got them handy. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the sheet right now. Eric took over first place in week eight slash seven of college NFL and never looked back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mike, recently, as of um, week 10, 11, Mike, you had a 10-point lead for second. Blew that. No, Maddie had like two weeks where he went. I know. I'm saying Maddie Maddie was on fire. Right. You had a 12-point lead in week 9-10, and then Marty had 16 points, 8 points, 15 points. Yeah, that's a hell of a three weeks. And then Marty, the last three out of four weeks, 0, 0, 3, <laughs> 1. Wow. <laughs> with, with forgetting, I think with forgetting on yeah, two of those, so it was basically, even, basically 0. Yeah, yeah, he forgot twice. I forgot twice, I think, all year. Um but yeah, we're. I'll uh, try to figure out how to do it a little bit better. Where we're not really. I think if you just get analyzing your before kickoff, it's fine. Yeah, that's one thing that I would probably consider changing. Is like, why are we holding ourselves to like a deadline? If you don't want to pick Thursday, then you don't pick Thursday. Yeah, then you, you just don't pick, pick Thursday. Thursday you don't. Game. You don't. You don't get to pick it. Something like that. I don't know. We can figure it out. But congratulations <laughs> yeah. to Eric for winning the. Uh, to pick them uh, pool. Yeah, so Eric thank you. Shout out to you, Eric. You're having a really good. I would say you are the winner of the pick them, and your Michigan football team. They are headed to the college football national championship. How do you feel? Woo! Feels great. 
finally. I mean, wow. it's been I, I got a bunch of I got some deja vu in the first half or in the third quarter more so, but have they made the first, it? They haven't made it. No, they haven't. Right? No, no, they've they lost the last two years, and those were their first two college football playoff appearances. I think last year definitely would have stunk if I was a Michigan fan. It would have stunk to lose to TCU in that fashion. By like, yeah, but didn't, they get, blown, but didn't they get blown out? Well, they got crushed. Well, no, they they went behind early and they were chasing the game. They kind of made they made it they made it tight at the end. I would have been more confident going into last year's game versus this year's game against Alabama mm-hmm. if I was a Michigan fan. Yeah, but then we would have had to play Georgia. Which and you could even argue that Georgia still would probably demolish, not demolish, but play any of these four teams that were in the college football playoff and beat all of them. Yeah, they uh, I saw I saw a thing on not to not to cut anything off. Yeah, I saw a thing on. Uh, Future spreads if Georgia based off of Georgia's game right now and and spreads if Georgia was playing Michigan or Washington in the national title they'd be two and a half point favorites over Michigan and six and a half over Washington which basically says everything you know about this whole fucking stupid playoff system in general teams not even in it and there would have been favored over both of these teams which I guess has a lot to do with how how handily they beat Florida State but I mean they probably yeah. were one they probably should have been in it anyway like. Yeah, you probably could have argued that they got – I mean, Florida State got snubbed, but you could also make an argument that Georgia got snubbed as well, right? I think they won like 32 games in a row, lost in the SEC championship to Alabama, and then they get Lose moved down to six. Three. I mean, right. Saban outcoached the shit out of Kirby, and then – He did. Same, Harbaugh did the same to Saban, so. Alabama had a lot of like self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, I, see, I, I don't know if I necessarily did. agree with that. I think Alabama – I mean, dude, Alabama had some stupid fucking uncharacteristic – again, not saying both teams didn't. I think there was a lot of – it was not the prettiest game to watch in general, but I think well, there was it wasn't pretty, it wasn't. Times. It wasn't great until the last – what, the last few minutes of the game and then overtime? It wasn't like – I know we said – Elijah and I texted like this game's boring, and it wasn't – the game itself was – kind of boring up until the end but the atmosphere like the was never boring what probably like until the nine minute mark in the fourth when Bam when did when did, uh, well, when did michigan no, a little before that when did michigan go for they went on fourth down on their own 30 right yeah two minutes what? left yeah that was that was awesome that was exciting they, 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 i just to just to rewind i think it was i think it was you don't think that saban was outcoached i think it was pretty blatant i think saban I think, was outcoached yes oh. Yeah, I would, I would say it could – I mean, honestly, I would say it could go both ways. Both coaches had me scratching my head on some of these play calls when you're completely like – like, I don't understand Saban. Nothing's working in the run game. Milrow seems to be going. He's putting some drives together, and then we just go back to the shit that fucking killed him, right? Or the two – obviously, the two snaps are self-inflicted wounds. That killed that entire drive. But then the same thing with Michigan. Like, Michigan was like you said they were running the ball down their throats like like they were handling the line of scrimmage and then they came out for a drive and they had they did a they had McCarthy throw one then they did a wildcat pass and then they throw it again like I don't I guess it's just like do we want I guess they wanted to make it interesting like why not just keep doing what's working I get you need to mix it up and whatever but I mean it really seemed like they needed to mix it up their first down runs though went from there was one span of the game where they were kicking their teeth in and they were getting six, eight yards a rush on first down, put himself in front of the sticks. And then yeah. at some point in the second half, it flipped where 
they're getting second and nine, second and 11, and then it just kind of stopped working. I don't know if it was a save and adjustment or I don't know, but I mean, I, I think more the first, I half. think I meant the first half. Yeah. They, they were able to get whatever they wanted on the, the ground, but I don't know. The two things that stood out to me was there, the, obviously the, the blocking and the, the protection was awful, which I think is, they really didn't have a, they, it didn't really seem like they went into the game with a plan on how they were going to protect Milrow. And the second thing was the man coverage on the defense. The crossers were open the whole entire game. So I think those are two things that were uncharacteristic of saving teams. And I think that they were two things that were probably pretty easily, um, pretty easily could have been stopped. And like the announcer said yesterday, I, I agreed with, they said that, um, that their only plan in the second half, they didn't really, they didn't really change up the protection. It was more so let Milrow try to make plays and just run outside of the pocket. When I don't know, it did. It, it seemed like their most effective, their most effective plays were Milrow running, and that was what they seemed like they didn't want to do. So I don't know. It was kind of odd. I was I was, I was scared every time. I was just gonna say I was scared every time Milrow ran the ball, and it didn't seem like they really used that too much. I think didn't, didn't their running back go for over 100? Who? Didn't Alabama running back over I think 87. Couple, I think there was a fumble. Milrow had a very costly fumble where he exposed the ball. When he's going to the ground, he exposed it right to the defender. Um, that, was, that was that was, that was gut-wrenching when they didn't get points out of that. That was that was tough. Yeah, um, that, was, that was at the dark spot after that. I mean, you had to – so you had to feel and – personally had to feel destiny was in the destiny was in favor of Michigan when you get the, so the fourth and two was just a good play design. Like that was, that was good. Like that was a good play. But when you get the, when you get the pressure, you get the tip and it literally just falls right into the receiver's hands. And he, I like that play. Well, he, was a good like, play. he made a good play on it. He, I think he high pointed that really well. Yeah, no, he did. He high-pointed it well. But, I mean, if he gets even a few other fingers on that ball to redirect it and tip it out of bounds yeah. or whatever, and you eliminate that game, like, it just felt like after that completion, like, first of all, you know they're scoring. And then, honestly, I thought I thought Harbaugh was going to go for two. Just say, fuck it, I don't want to go to overtime in Alabama. But, like, that's probably too risky to do that. I don't know. It just felt like things were going there. <laughs> it just felt like they had – some, something felt like it was they could that that was Alabama's game to blow, and that definitely felt yeah. like there was destiny on the side of Michigan, where it was like, I mean, dude, the the stupid fucking reverse pass that I mean, JJ McCarthy made a great play, the one handed snap, and then he insane. somehow gets rid of it. Like, I mean, that doesn't go your way nine out of ten times. Like, he either it either goes out of bounds, he gets smoked and killed in the backfield. Like, they they you just felt like unless Bama had a two possession lead, you felt like that game was there to be blown like I the way they were playing they weren't like structurally sound like you said on a lot of stuff I think I guess if you had to give the coaching edge I'd probably give it to Harbaugh he definitely like they definitely had better play designs overall I think Bama had a good third quarter like they shut down the run like you said I don't know I think what started working with Bama was the short passes they had a few drives where like they would get them off edge because they thought Miller was going to run and then he would just drop back dump it off quick screen they have two blockers ahead of him whatever. Right. And then they could, then you could run off of that, but then they just went back right back away from what was working. Like, I don't know. They just fucking, 
it did seem like an uncharacteristic game, but they definitely weren't a Bama of years past. Like they, that, like, and that has a lot to do with the quarterback, obviously not controlling. Yeah, the but game. they haven't been Alabama of years past the whole year. Yeah, but they've been coming along a lot, a lot better. I just really didn't like. You just don't feel secure. Like Alabama of years past, they have a seven point lead. You're like with nine minutes or what was it, eight minutes left, seven minutes left. You're like, yeah, this team's probably going to hold it, right? Like, they're probably going to secure this win. Like, they got a three and out. They got the ball back, and then they couldn't even do anything with the ball. They ended up turning – like, that saving team runs out the clock and wins that game, right? Like, they don't they don't give the ball back. I don't know. It's just – it doesn't seem like a team of old, which I thought – I didn't think they had great quarterback play, obviously, all year. It was average, like Milrose average. But you thought the team around him would be enough to get it done and the Bama culture – and they did not have that at the end. And it seems Elijah, like there's some sort of destiny in Michigan's favor. In some sort of destiny, whatever you want to say, some stupid fruity term. But, like, they felt like there was something there that was – the game was ready to go for Michigan. Elijah, uh, how badly would you love to see Tennessee in one of these games? <laughs> it would make me care about college football, and that's not something I really have room for. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of caring about college football, and we can talk about the uh, Washington-Texas game, which is also a really good game. Couple, th- I don't know if you guys heard Dan Orlovsky's clip today on first take about college football, and I think I said it to you guys in the in the, the group chat. Outside of those two games yesterday, I did not watch a, a minute of bowl games. It's like, why even bother to watch? They're they, yeah. they're not I, like I couldn't even watch Tennessee's bowl game. It was Iowa, who's awful, but it was just like, like, Iowa didn't score a point. Like that's, that's it was it's been a joke. It's been a joke for the last like six or seven weeks that like the lines for those games or for whatever are so low. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, Tennessee scored the most points against Iowa all this year, but even their offense was so boring. It was just like run, run. Oh, you didn't get a first down punt. It was a punt off. And then Tennessee finally put up some points, but I I don't, if it's not the national championship, I really don't care that much. Yeah, I mean, again, outside of the semi right outside of the college football playoff, like what is it? I, I don't, I don't really care, and I used to care, which is wild. And um, I, I think cared, so. Orlovsky said a, a really great thing today on first take. He basically was saying, "In what sport can you elect free agency in while the season is going on?" Right, because that's essentially what the transfer portal is, right? Like you can be like, "All right, I'm out," yeah. and that happened with Florida State, right? The quarterback elected to go to the transfer portal and he can't play in the bowl game. Why don't they? You can't, you can, but he didn't. Either way, why don't you eliminate that until after the season is completely over? Because technically then they use this, this fucking stupid excuse, which I actually asked the same question because of it's based on school. semester. Yeah, yeah. It's based on the school. So I don't right. Well, that school. seems like that could be a really easy fix if they really want to tackle that problem. <laughs> That's that's what's stopping Academics them. Academics comes first. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's a joke. I just, I, dude, it's only going to get worse <laughs> with the 12 team too because I mean, it's going to be better for those six games we get to watch. But like after that, outside of that, the bowl games are going to be three times more irrelevant, and people are going to care twice. As dude, less. the best like, part of some of these bowl sure. games was the giant pop tart flying out of the fake toaster, yeah, and, and then they ate it. Like, the what do I? You know, like, why do I, I don't, I don't care to, you know, that doesn't, it's not very entertaining. So I, I, I know you guys love college football and I think the atmosphere of college football is, it cannot be beaten. And I think we said soccer is a close second or whatever, maybe even better. I don't know. I don't know soccer enough to, to make that decision, but 
yeah, the atmosphere is great, but the way they do these games is just it's there. I don't think there was zero entertainment in the, the bowl games outside of those two games yesterday, which were actually really great games. I enjoyed yeah. watching both of those a lot. And in, in like the Florida State game, it's an example like half the guys don't even play because there is nothing to play for, let alone for us to watch. They really don't which, even right. play. Which like seven, eight years ago, you, you make a BCS bowl game, the whole team's playing. Like everybody's playing and it's a it's a fucking game. Dude, the Boise State Oklahoma game, that Fiesta Bowl is one of the best bowl games of all time. Like when Boise right. State does the Liberty the Statue of Liberty right. and wins it, like like those that's dead. Which sucks, but I mean, you might get some of it with the playoff or whatever. Like, I don't know. It just I I listen. I've listened to a lot of different people's takes on it, and that's kind of where I when I had sent my text the other day about like what I think should happen. I mean, dude, you got if I've heard from a bunch of different people, you got to get rid of the six and six games. Like these six and sixteen bowl games is fucking yeah. awful. Like, why are you rewarding a team for going five hundred? Like, well, it's money. Money and advertising. I know it's money and advertising, and it's gambling money. They want more bowls because all these books have sponsorships with the schools now, like fucking LSU. Yeah, how are you supposed by to? Caesars. How are you supposed to bet that game when you don't even know who's playing? You Mike, don't, Mike. There's no, degenerate do, people out don't. there that bet everything. Case in I just, I yeah, no, I know, but like, how can you, in good faith, go into a game like that and be like, oh, I know what's going to happen? You're not watching the same team that you watched for twelve weeks, right? Dude, people still do, and but that's the question. But but then you could also get real like lines on these games. If you say so, you make the minimum. I would say at least seven and five. You have to go have at least above a five hundred record. I was gonna say I think eight and four is better. An eight win season, you deserve some sort of postseason, right? Because they're whatever. But that so that you have a twelve team playoff. If you eliminated it to eight and four or better, eight win teams are better. You're cutting the bowl games down at least probably like thirty percent. Plus, you get the playoff games are going to take out another eight teams that would have been playing in bowl games. So then you're also right. eliminating that, right? But then your bowl games are going to matter more. These guys are going to play. And then, I mean, fuck, we're paying everybody for everything. How about motivate the entire team to say, hey, listen, come back. These guys that want to go to the draft, like, hey, you want to make you want to make a hundred grand before you go to the draft? Here you go. Winning team, every player gets a hundred grand because how much money are they making from these bowl games anyway? Like, and that's the incentive for the end of the year to make a bowl game is like, Hey, I can get paid. If we're good at the end of the year, I can get paid. And you pay the same same flat rate to everybody. I'm not. I'm, I just use 100 grand. Like whatever. It doesn't have to be 100 grand. But like, incentivize them with money. That's what everybody wants, right? And I mean, clearly NIL is is what it is now. But pay them to all the sponsorship money that goes to the schools and everything else. Hey, there's NIL contracts for the winners, right? Because they could they could finagle it whatever way they want. 50 grand to each player, each of the 56 man roster of the winning team for winning this bowl game after you got rewarded that you're at least playing a quality team that's going to prepare an eight and four team against a nine and three team, right? Like that's going to be a, at, at the worst, it's going to be a decent game and these guys have something to play for. And then the level of the bowl game determines how much money that goes into the bowl game and how much they get out of it. Right. Yeah. But then you start getting into like, okay, well now we're paying players to play. That's not NIL money. But you're not paying them to play. You're, you're, you're not paying them to play because you're not paying them throughout the year unless they have NIL money, but you're Those games are already sponsored. The schools are already getting money from the sponsorships. So why not take a portion of that and push it into some NIL fund or, I mean, dude, you know, they finagle this shit, whatever way they want and put it in this and put it in to say, Hey, this is going to go to the winning team. Right. And they could do whatever sponsorship that winning team gets to be sponsored by pop tarts. And then they all like for the rest of that next six months, they have a six month NIL deal that pays them 50 grand, right. For the end of the year, because they won the pop tart bowl and then they can get paid for that. 
so like, a great idea. So it just give them something that's going to motivate them because I you're you're a hundred percent right, dude. These games suck. Like a lot of them are so bad. Like there's a two thirty Monday afternoon bowl game, and there's more <laughs> people watching on TV than in the that like there's a hundred people in the stands. Like it's awful. Yeah. The only no, other thing you can do, which they kind of did, is you just got to make it a spectacle that people want to watch. Yeah. Like Pop Tart was hilarious, and that people actually watching that. I know Barstool does their own bowl. That's a good idea because you people will watch for them. I didn't even I didn't even watch theirs, and I know that they had guys. I think Dave Portnoy and Big Cat were like actually calling the game, which yeah, probably yeah, had some level of entertainment to it. I didn't watch it, but I'd imagine absolutely that would best. be absolutely hilarious. You know, absolutely and the best. They use their so. Listen, we're not going to solve the NCAA college football. You know, I think Matt just did right now. You should send that to somebody. Yeah, Matt, write that down. And send it to a. Uh, Write a letter handwritten. One of the other things that uh, Orlovsky said today was that there's no governance over this whole NIL stuff. Yeah. Like there's well, not like gonna, a, I think that's going to change. Yeah, I think the NCAA is actually going to start paying people this next year, right? Are they talked about it? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't hear that. I well, Alabama literally, when they when they lost yesterday, said we need more money. Like they asked they asked for more for more from their donors. Like, yeah, I think I don't I know. Think- it's a, it's a weird state. The NCAA is going to step in and start regulating this, but that means they just might pay them out of their own pocket. Yeah, yeah and maybe Baker that's supposedly ha- is is formulating like he's getting a I don't know he's getting a bunch of different people like they're supposed to be getting like accountants and like because also the the flip side to this is who like, is the Charlie Baker, the new governor of the. I thought, oh, talking I thought, about Baker, I thought Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I was like, really, he wants to do that. <laughs> Yeah, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> no, but they're getting a whole bunch of different representatives together because on the flip side of this, you also have, and what they've seen recently is you have these like, you know, shady ass people that are taking advantage of an 18, 19 year old. And hey, we want a quick buck. Here's 50 grand. But oh, guess what? If you make it to the NFL, I get, I get a million a year of all your, co- like, dude, they sign them into these shady contracts and these kids don't know. Right. And they don't have a lot of times don't have real representation. They don't have real agents. So it's also a problem on the other side, like these, these boosters and donors and everybody and all this NIL stuff, they're screwing over these kids too. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what's been going on for years with, with, uh, with overseas baseball players or not overseas, but like Caribbeans and. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, it goes back to even like, if you watch those, um, the U documentaries on ESPN about Miami, right? Like that, those those boosters down there were doing giving money to those guys when they shouldn't have back in the early 2000s when you know it was taboo to to pay players but yeah i I don't know what the the rule the the right answer is all i know is that it's not entertaining and i think they can probably see that after this past bowl season like it just wasn't great yeah well i mean dude you'd have to be a fool not to see like and the the devaluing of these other bowl games these other teams like the six, it has to at least start. The starting point has to be six and six teams cannot make bowl games anymore. Like that has to go. That's not a reward for anybody. Hey, we went mm-hmm. 500. Like, great. <laughs> right. So uh, with that said, the second semifinal uh, game was Texas and Washington. And that was a really entertaining game. Um, Texas had like, got four shots at the end zone at the end. Um, I know there was a player that got hurt on Washington, which made the clock stop. Um, and Texas did a great job moving the ball. They had actually a few turnovers too um, inside of their own half that actually kind of hurt them. Got no points out of it. So um, t- Michigan and 
uh, excuse me, Washington will meet in the college football national championship. Eric, what are your early predictions of that? What's the line? I think four and a half Michigan. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it, I think it's a, I think it's a good matchup. Uh, obviously Washington can throw the ball and they could protect Penix and Michigan's probably key to win it, to beating Alabama was pressuring Milrow. So I think, a lot of that's going to be decided on the the line of scrimmage and see how. Um, and Penix did Penix did get a little bit of pressure in that in that game last night, but for the most part, they were able to keep him clean. He, he did even make some good throws under pressure. But I think if you're able to get to him, it, it kind of changes the complexion of the offense, and hopefully they're able to do that. Yeah, I mean, watching that game, that guy's got an absolute cannon. Um, and what I didn't know is that he's had ACL surgery on the same knee twice yeah that's um, what i that's what i said when when he when saint said that he was a a better prospect than mccarthy was that he's he's got a long injury history and he's 24 so yeah that would that would concern me if i'm an nfl first. team hold on let me let me make this point about that but i think what michigan has to do because a lot of the runs that Penix did were what seemed like to me designed runs right up the middle um so if you can make him go lateral instead of north south, I think you'll have a you'll be able to, um, you know, limit how how much he can do because he has a can and he can throw from the pocket. So my goal would be to make him get pressure to him and make him run and not have design, not be able to take advantage of the design runs and have to make him run. Might make him uncomfortable. Um, who gets drafted first? Penix, hundred percent. I think. I think the the key will be the short term. If Michigan can do anything remotely to what they did to Bama, the short term coverage sacks. So like if they if Penix can sit in the pocket for four or five seconds every play, like the guy can figure out how to air it out. But if they're getting pressure on him, two step drop and they got somebody in his face, or a three step drop, they got somebody in his face. And like the short term, I know you're not gonna be hard to cover these receivers for five, six, seven seconds. But if you can cover them long enough so they can't get into their routes, like that was a lot of what happened against Bama. Like these guys couldn't even break into their routes most of the time because they're in the backfield. And I mean, Penix is twice, has twice as much arm talent as a fucking Milrow. So, <laughs> so if you're going to, I think that's probably the key. I think Michigan's going to score pretty easily to, to be honest with you. I just yeah, think their defense is terrible. Of- yeah, I think it's going to be a matter of if Washington can keep up or maintain or get some stops or some fluke turnovers, right? Like yeah. if you can get them to make a mistake, you can get them to fumble the ball a few times or whatever, right? Or make probably more likely a pick than a fumble. Like, I don't know, Blake Corum doesn't fumble the ball. So, uh, I don't know. I think – I still think it could be close. If it's going to be close, though, it's going to be a sh- it's going to have to be a shootout because Washington's not going to – Washington's not <laughs> going to lock gonna, them down. Like, do you know what they're the, not going to uh, lock them down. Do you know what the over-under is? 54. Mm, that's tough. I, st- I still, first off, I still think that McCarthy is a better, uh, is going to have a better NFL career than Penix and probably should be drafted before him given age and injury. But um, the other thing that I would say is a key is cleaning up special teams because that was obviously a, if, if, if Michigan didn't have the, the, the special team blunder and the, all, all the, the problems that arose from that and Alabama kicking two 50-yard field goals to counteract that, then I think they win by double digits. So they probably gave away they probably gave away something like 
close to 10 points just on getting outplayed in special teams. So if they, it's hard to win when you, when you have that going against you. So if they don't clean that up, I don't really love their chances, but. Well, how about, how about destiny being in your favor? That ball, that muff punt to end the game goes another half a yard, and we're not even having this conversation. It's a safety. Can in you the imagine if that's how it ended? Yeah. yeah. But I also, like also if that lateral from Quorum goes one more yard, then it's a, they score a touchdown, and then they take the lead on that. You know, you know, on the flea flicker. Mm-hmm. There were some, there were some plays that that did go against them. But yeah, I would say, I would say in general, they they did have most bounces go their way. Yeah, which I mean. Also, also the also the punt. Uh, how about the punt by Michigan that went off the Alabama player's foot, and then the 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 yeah, punt yeah, returner move on it. Yeah. Like nothing wrong with getting stuff to roll your way. I just yeah like yeah. No, I'm just they yeah. Had stuff to go. Yeah. Stuff going their way. I don't know. I don't know how the tip pass to Roman Wilson had kept it spiral. Like right. that was insane. Listen, I think McCarthy's a good quarterback. He can throw it. You know, I know there's games where they didn't have to, but he can throw. He's a good quarterback. I just – but to your point on, on Penix and given age and in injury history, like, yeah, I understand that he probably should have a longer, better career. I think talent-wise, though, I think he's just – can throw the ball so well. Um, teams love that. NFL teams love that. And I don't – I just – that was I was, I was going to talk about this before we started, so I said I would save it. I just don't. I see a lot of people on Twitter for the Giants saying like, "Let's get McCarthy," and I'm like, "Eh, it doesn't really like move the needle for me for like a franchise quarterback." Yeah, and I like Penix. I I like the moves at Indiana, and I think he's, I think he's good. But I don't really, I don't really see him developing much past what he's at right now. You know, he's he should be playing the peak. He's played college football for a while, and. It should look easy for him. Not, not to say that it wasn't impressive what he did yesterday. It's four thirty, four thirty in the playoffs is is crazy. That's but Joe, that's like Joe Burrow territory. <laughs> I also don't. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know if he's played a real defense this year. So I guess we'll see against Michigan. I mean, they had to beat Oregon twice. Like I wouldn't say Oregon's nothing. Yeah, Oregon isn't. Oregon isn't. A, are they a top ten defense? I don't really know. I don't think there's any Pac-12 team that was a top 10 defense. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. Right. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a good test to see when they face like a, a good defensive team like Michigan. So it'll be exciting. I think it'll be a really good game. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, blowout or, you know, hopefully just a good game similar to the – it'll probably be similar to the Alabama-Michigan uh, or Michigan game if I had to like pick it how it's going to go. I don't think it's going to go like Texas-Washington with like – Score after score after score. Somewhere in between. Yeah, probably. yeah. I, I, I. The over under is. I don't think it's going to go over. That's my prediction, and I usually never, never, ever take unders ever. Wait. Yeah, I'd say if I'd say if, I would say if a team gets the four touchdowns, I'd take them to win. I don't think anybody's. I don't think you're going to get like a thirty. What was what was the Texas final score? Is it 31-36? 30, yeah, I don't. I don't see. I don't see it being like that. No, I can see like a twenty-one-seventeen I mean, final. 
I know nobody watched it or probably even knew what I was quoting in that text. Dude, that they're, that fucking middle linebacker pissed me off so bad. Our defense has been doubted all year. Yeah, bro, because you've been giving up. You give up fucking 38 points a game, number one. <laughs> number two, you gave up 31 points, and you guys almost blew this lead with, with a minute left. You were exactly where you should have been equated. You guys got lucky, and you knocked the ball out of bounds on that fourth down pass. Otherwise, we're saying a whole different tune. I think their their defense is terrible. Like Michigan That's should so be able to do whatever they want on that defense. Yeah, I would imagine. One last, one last, I was just gonna say one last thing on McCarthy was: Did you guys see the? Did you guys see that now he's tied for the the winningest or the the best winning percentage as a quarterback with Jameis at twenty six and one? And if he goes, if he wins his next game, which is more than likely going to be his last, then he's. He has the third best winning percentage of a quarterback all time in college football at twenty seven and one, and the other two were in like black and white era. Pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean he's good. I, he he is good. I'm still not. I'm not going to sit here and say he's my Heisman front runner, and I love the guy. I will say, I, yeah, obviously it, not. He had some. He had some throws that were darts. Like I like he had some missile throws i mean they were like 12 yard outs or whatever but he had some missiles they used to run the other day which was very impressive but his situation right now sim- similar very eerily similar i know you can't really compare it to the next level but what i kind of equate him to is it's eerily similar to brock Purdy's situation at the niners which is why you could that's kind of what you look at they're a similar style quarterback they kind of do the similar the same stuff but then every once in a while i feel like you're going to play a really Again, I don't know. I don't think Bama – I thought maybe they would have, but I guess they weren't. Like a really good defense or something, and Brock's going to have a game like he had against the Ravens. I feel like that's kind of what you're destined for. Yeah, three of them were – I'm pretty sure three of them were like dumb picks. Yeah, no, I'm not – in general, though, it wasn't a good game from him, right, from Brock that game. And I. that's kind of just the vibes you – like, listen, I'm not – the guy could have a great NFL career, and I know you said you compared him because he had a better he has a better college career than Brady. And like, obviously, we know, you don't really know about these guys. It just it seems like the way he plays and and how he is, he kind of is at like, yeah, he's at like kind of he's peaking at the right time for college, right? And I think Brock kind of had the same type of development at Iowa State, right? He gradually got better throwing the ball, statistically got better every year. Iowa State doesn't have as good as a winning percentage as Michigan. They also probably don't have as good of a defense or as good of a running game, right? And then can go in the NFL, get put in a good situation, and probably win. I just don't ever see him being – like, Like if you take away the running game and you take away Michigan's stout defense right now, like you're, like you're saying – like we're saying about Penix and we say about like Bo Nix and stuff. Like I just don't see him carrying a team. I don't think that's ever going to be his like peak. I think he's a guy who can win – with he just needs more than adequate skill around him. He's not going to carry the team, but there's nothing wrong with that either way. I just think he's more of the managerial style. And there's a lot of successful quarterbacks in the NFL that way. I just, you just look at just I mean, the, yeah, you compare to the Brock Purdy, who's probably the most successful like game manager quarterback that there is right now. Tom Brady. Well, yeah, Brady for but yeah, but Brady can also yeah, Brady I think was a little bit a little. I bit guess we're not ready like, for that conversation yet. No, I mean Brady right, made guys around him so much better. Um, yeah, I don't know how much I don't know how much Michigan you guys have watched, but I think that I think that's if you, if yesterday was the only time that you've watched him from like game start to game finish, I think that's the most the most off I've ever seen him. Like I, I expect I expect him to be a lot cleaner. We in the don't final. we don't have to watch a ton of Michigan football to have an idea to say like 
yeah, I'm not really, I, I, I can compare him to other guys in the NFL and say like, you know what, he doesn't really give me that. Like he doesn't give me that factor of like what Matt said can take over a game and, and win it if, if he has to. Yeah. I, I mean, all right, yeah, it's 26 and one, but I'm not saying, right, like, I'm not saying yeah, him right. being 26 and one isn't a good thing. I'm just, there's, I just, and I'm not saying you just, say he he is, what, you just said that he can't, that he doesn't have, that he doesn't, that he can't make game winning plays. Is that what you said? No, I'm saying I'm, he doesn't, what Matt was saying is that he doesn't really, you, I don't picture him being that quarterback that can take over a game and take the team down the field to win when he has to. And again, to your point, maybe we haven't watched enough Michigan football to really know exactly what we're talking about when it comes to him. But when you watch him, and the little that we have watched him, it just doesn't – I don't feel it when I watch him. He's I a mean, really I watched, good quarterback. I, watched, I would say I watched a majority of their games this year. And, like, yeah, statistically, he, obviously, I, you know, I've said – I've made my comments in the past. Like, again, I don't think he's – like, I'm not underselling the guy either. I think, I think this is an adequate representation. And I also think, yes, you could say – you can say his record and then – but this is – if take that exact comparison and put it to what you're doing, what people do to Brock Purdy in the NFL all the time. And it's like the same thing. And the reason why there's so much question behind it is because they're like very eerily similar as far as like their skill sets and what they do. And like, yeah, Brock wins and he's and oh, his winning percentage and his stats, but like it just the eye test. They don't like, they don't put it out there for you that it's like, wow, this guy is completely going to take over and dominate this game start to finish. Yeah, But what I think he probably that. could have more better than some of these other guys is I think what Brock Purdy does well too, is he actually being a quarterback? Yes. Physically, you have to be talented, but you also have to have it up here. And I think Brock Purdy does that a lot better than some of these other guys in the NFL. hundred percent. That's why he's where he is. is. And, so that's, and that's yeah. why I think that we're, that's where McCarthy's success can come in. Because he is physically talented, but I think and, that's where it has come in. That's kind of why I'm making the comparison. I think that's what I think that's what will get him at some point an opportunity in the NFL and and could potentially succeed. I just don't know if it's going to be in less. Who's going to draft him, Baj? Who do you think is going to draft like McCarthy? Like who are your quarterbacks that are going? I mean, I don't I don't know enough about college football to list all the quarterbacks ahead of him. Somebody who doesn't. He's, he's, a, he's, ahead, he's ahead of Penix on the big board right now. Is he really? Yeah. Really? Interesting. Let me do some yeah. research. Hang on. Come back. Do to some me research five. for us. But obviously, like the first person that's going to go is Caleb Williams. Drake May, which I, I know people keep saying Drake May, but I don't know anything about him straight up. I probably I don't watch any quarter. I don't watch any college football really, and I know more probably know more about JJ McCarthy than I do um, Drake May. Just because I haven't seen him play, Drake but you know, I think a lot of mistakes. I so. think um, I do think McCarthy will be successful at the next level. I just don't know what the, that level of success is. Yeah, that's easy. That's right. I don't. I don't either. But I think. I think it's. I don't know. Some of the things that you said, like that, he doesn't make game-winning plays. He doesn't really have to. So it's like okay. So, but that could also work in my favor. Like he doesn't really have to. Because he's got, he hasn't had to, right? Because he's, he's only, he's only, he's only trailed in, he's only trailed in three fourth quarters in his 27 games and he's won two of them. Right. Right. That argument kind of sample size is like kind of small. That's, that's all I'm saying. I think physically watching him yesterday, because I know Matt had always said over the course of the year, right? Like, oh, he, you know, I don't like the way he throws. He doesn't really throw that much. And like watching him yesterday, I was like, this guy's making some elite throws. 
when he has to. And that was your whole argument throughout the years. Like when he has to do it, he can do it. And I did see that yesterday. But as a Giants fan, like, do I, if they got him, would I be upset? No. If they got him, whatever, I'll, I'll ride with it because I actually trust, I actually trust the leadership that we have in place, such as Joe Shane and Brian Dable, that they can develop him to what they want him to be. And I do think if we were to get with a guy like Dable, it could work because Dable essentially turned Josh Allen into Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's side that's note on side note on Michigan is that Monday is gonna be Harbaugh's last game there. Yeah, he's done. He's not coming back. If they win, you don't he's think he definitely comes back not, if they lose. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Wants, I don't think he wants to deal with this nonsense. You know my comparison. I, 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 I stand he, by yeah, it. I know, obviously. I think if he wins, I definitely would agree with you. I just feel like it'd be hard for him to go out on a law like if he wins hundred percent no. If he loses, I'll put it at ninety percent. That he leaves. I think I think that he's done his job of reestablishing Michigan as a as a blue blood of college football. Well, I mean, think about what he's done, right? Like every team he goes to, he was at the Niners. Stanford. The Super, he was at the soup. They were in the Super Bowl. I don't know what he did in Stanford, yeah, Stanford but like he seems fun. like that was probably even more impressive. I mean, he seems like he wants to go to a place and take that challenge on and like make it better. Like Michigan before he got there was a respectable college football team, right? Just because of their history. And now he's turned them into like one of the most dominant college football programs in the, in the country. And how long has he been really, there? Five years? It will really depend on who they get to as his predecessor, because like I, well, it's I mean, probably sure on more. That's yeah, the guy who stepped in for him when he, was I think I, I feel like they would just stay in house with him. Yeah. That would make the most sense. Um, anyway, so Lodge, while you're looking that up, we can kind of shift over. We are, I guess we might be a Michigan podcast now. Wait, I have to have I – got, I got one more thing on this. Hold on. I, I, just, I have to do this because it's in my nature and I need to – I'm going to put it out there and you can say no, Eric, or we can can keep oh, going. Go. I'm obviously going to want to make this interesting. But. Yeah, of course, it's always under the guides of interesting with you when you're on the losing side. It's actually quite sick. Go ahead. Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Dude. Yeah, no, it's fine. Go ahead. It fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't know if we'd be interested in in doubling down on this natty. But I have <laughs> what, what, two, what do you want? I have two potential. <laughs> so I have two potential scenarios where, and again, or you could just say no. Okay, no. throw them out. So one would be, I it would just be the equal. It would just be take take it, double it or nothing. And I still give the. I would still, regardless, still do fifty to lodge because whatever. But double it or nothing on. The spread, not on the money line, on the four and a half. Or the second option is the money line straight up on the money line just to win, no spread. However, on the win, give me like the actual. So I just looked on FanDuel. They're like plus 150 right now. So give me something. If you were to put in, like if you're putting in a bet for that much on FanDuel, if we did it straight up, you it's double or nothing and then the wins on the plus side of the money on that one so it's a, where right, i do yeah. i would actually i would actually make something in that one whereas the spread is just an even split to cover the four and a half or not all right yeah we could i'll i'll think about it and we'll, we'll text we got a week so yeah that's why i said no decisions right now but i was putting it out there all right all right yeah I'll, if you if you really want to i'll give you a chance to to keep the other portion of it but we'll talk about it yeah we can talk about it because and either way i was either so way, confused the 50 by what you guys are doing 
what do you say? Why can't it just be straight up like, hey, I think Washington is going to win. I will bet you $200 that Washington wins the game. And if they lose, I get to – I if they lose – Because I'm because I'm being honest. So, to be honest with you, the last game, Bama, that's why we did it this way. Because I wouldn't have cared which way the spread was going. I actually had confidence in Bama to win the game, right? I was being – yeah, I'm always going to fucking finagle. That's – like, I'm, right, you're well, a dick. That's you're stupid. a dick too. I'm always going to finagle for the extra, but at the end of the day, I already, I already agreed to it, and I was confident in Bama. I will say, going into this, I am not as confident in Washington as I would have been in Bama. So, yeah, I would like either the spread or a little extra additional juice, if you call it, or just the actual money line on okay. Washington. Yeah, we could, win. we could think. I would say first thoughts is I, I definitely don't want to be, like, disappointed with them winning by three, so – I probably wouldn't do spread, but we could probably work something out. If you thought that Washington was going to win, then we could work something out with giving you extra odds because obviously it's not fair going plus 100. So we'll talk about it, though. We'll talk about it offline. Lige, you doing some research over there? Yes, sir. He's right the down and stuff. Jesus. What's we that? Gotta talk about the, we got to talk about the Knicks still, too. Um, but yeah. what, um, what do you, I think you're looking up quarterbacks that are in this draft. Yeah, from what I've seen, JJ is seventh on two of the lists I've seen so far. Okay, seventh. Where did Penix fall? Wait, seventh on the quarterbacks or seventh overall? Quarterbacks. Seventh on the quarterbacks. They have Caleb Williams, Williams May, one. Daniels, Penix, Knicks, and then somebody had Sanders, which I don't know about that. And He's somebody not else had out. Ewers ahead of him. But he was seventh and two of them. But there will <coughs> there was another list I saw where he was third. But that was him ahead of Williams and May. I mean, I could see him ahead of Drake May just because I don't know anything about May. Williams, probably not. May sank his entire stock when they lost that game to Virginia at home, and he had like four turnovers. He threw like three awful picks. I think he killed his whole stock. Well, that's not good. Um, All right, cool. Well, we'll see where these guys fall, and we'll we'll put shows out as the as the draft comes into play. Wait and see. And we'll be talking, I think, probably. Do you guys want to do it after the national championship, the next episode, or do you want to do it Sunday? Uh, I think we I can, can probably do two, right? Do normal I, yeah, I could do Sunday. Sunday and, tu- and Tuesday? And then a quick hit on Tuesday? Okay. You got to let cool. me know in advance. I'm going. I'm on vacation in Hawaii next week, so I got to know if I'm going to do shit. Now, is a vacation or your honeymoon? No, this is actual vacation. I'm going. Okay. It's her. It's with her and her mom and her brother. Okay. All right. Well, I, I wouldn't want to impede on your uh, honeymoon, but um, anyway. The national championship in Hawaii is not going to be bad, though. Yeah, at least it'll start <laughs> start at a decent time. That's another thing. The, the second half of that game yesterday, the second game kicked off at 11-10. That's absurd. Well, yeah, I fell also- asleep at halftime. Really? TV, the TV and, uh, they can't overlap them, so they had to push it back. Cause well, they should have started the one game at three o'clock or something. Right. You don't get you don't get the Rose Bowl sunset, right? And that's it's all about the fucking. No, that's just awful. Um, picture. Anyway, so moving on to the Knicks, the Knicks obviously made a pretty big trade, sending RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly to Toronto in exchange for. I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, oh. oh. Couple fire trucks. Um, o, o, <laughs> OG and Anobi. I say that right? Yeah. Um, and then Malachi Flynn and 
precious Achua. 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 Here we go. Legend. My pronunciation skills are actually on par. Um, my first thoughts when I saw this, glad they moved on from RJ, get that money off the books. Um, I wasn't too big on getting rid of Emmanuel quickly, but I understood that they only had one contract negotiation in the offseason, and it didn't seem like he was going to be a part of their plans moving forward after this season. And he also wanted somewhere between 25 and 30 million. So when it first happened, I was like, oh crap, you know, it kind of sucks they got rid of quickly. Um, but if you looked at Quickly's numbers, right, and OG's numbers, they're pretty similar. Uh, but he plays way better defense from everything that I've heard. I haven't watched him play. This is where I'll probably rely on Elijah and, and you guys to tell me, like, you know, what 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 would you give this? Does this trade does this trade make them like a, a championship contender? Probably not. Um, but is it the right trade? I've Everything I've heard is everyone says yes. Lodge, what do you, what did you think of the trade when it happened? Um, when I saw it, the first thing I thought was, why the hell would you give up quickly? That guy is a baller. Yeah, he's good. Um, OG's not bad. I mean, it doesn't really move the needle. I saw like a bunch of the odds before and after. And I think the Knicks went up slightly to win the title and the Raptors went down slightly. Some of them, they were the exact same before and after. But like you said, if I didn't know about the Barrett contract situation, so if they're doing it for that, I get that. Um, I'm like 75% sure that they're taking that money. I don't think, I think it moves the needle like crazy, but, you know, it's not a bad – it's not bad. I mean, there's a lot of I'd, – I'd be more upset about quickly. I don't know. Every time I watch that guy play the Heat, you would just kill him, and then they take him out of the game for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he's a good, he's a good player. Um so he's gonna, I not, think he's going to flourish in Toronto. Is he going to play more? I think he's their starting point guard now. Oh, there you go. And we have yeah. guard. Um, I, my uncle made a good point to me. He's like, well, who's going to who's gonna handle the ball when if Brunson, something happens to Brunson? Is it DiVincenzo? Is it Deuce McBride? Like, who's coming in to, to, to play that role? See, I hope nothing happens to him, but I don't, no, know. I don't know the Knicks backup, backup point guard situation now. I think it's probably be McBride, right? Deuce Let's McBride. go to the Knicks fan, Eric. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be Deuce McBride. Um, but the other thing, uh, RJ, RJ, RJ needed to score, right? Like he needed to have the ball in his hands. Um, yeah, he whereas, was kind of like Randall, but just worse in pretty much every facet. Yeah, so like OG like doesn't like OG it. doesn't need the ball in his hands as much as RJ did, so it kind of frees up those other guys a little bit, even though well, they definitely got theirs. The Knicks is always good. Yeah, um, Eric, what did you think of the trade and? What are your thoughts on it after after a few days? Yeah, I've been I've been saying it since the start of the podcast that I think he was the best the best fit that was a attainable option to in the in the trade market. I'd, at least for the last year, I've been saying it. Maybe the last two years, I've been saying that I wanted they've him. Been, so they've been asked. They've been like having conversations about him, right? Yeah, and every time that I hear it, I I think he'd be a perfect fit because, like you said, he's he's not relying on having the ball yet. He can still be a spot up shooter. Yeah, he shoots like Takes 45% us. from three point land in the corners, which is good. Yeah, he's great from the corners and he's a good spot up shooter. He plays great defense. He he's he's on a manageable contract. I think they got two years to control of him at like seventeen mil or eighteen mil for the next two each of the next two years or the the conclusion of this year and next year. 
So you, yeah, you get some money off the books, like you said. I also think that this wasn't the final move. I think that there is, I would say with some certainty that there's, that there might be something big coming. I would, I've, I've heard talks about Mitchell with, with a trade of, uh, I, I think I saw something with like Mitchell Robinson, Quentin Grimes, and three future first round picks. For Donovan for, Mitchell. For Donovan Mitchell, yeah. That would be a whole then I was, Cavs, holy crap. Yeah, but I mean, you th- you're look, you're getting the last year's sixth sixth uh, highest MVP voter, and now their only their only real need is, I think, a shooting guard. And then if you if you fill if you fill that with Donovan Mitchell, and you lose maybe a uh, a bench piece like like Grimes, I think that they have. I don't know if it would work out, but I think that they have one of the one of the best starting fives in the league. If you think- if you if you put all that together and it it works out. I can't see. On. Go ahead, Lash. I just can't see Randall and Mitchell sharing a ball. <laughs> yeah. I, I also wouldn't mind Randall being involved in that trade. If, yeah, me either. See ya. I've hated yeah, him but, ever since his Kentucky days. He, I mean, is Mitchell a two guard? Mike, you got to look up. Yeah. Mike doesn't pick you up as well. Sorry. Is Mitchell a, a two guard? Uh, he, he plays a little bit of both. But yeah, I think usually. To your point though on Grimes, I, I do think Grimes has been underwhelming. I know it's a I think it's his second year. Right? Third. Third yeah, even even more. Like I'm just he He, he took a step back this year for sure. So far. Really, he hasn't really done much that has impressed me. I know he can shoot, but he hasn't he should be hitting a few threes a game and he's not really doing that. Well he his his number one priority is always guarding the other team's best player. Mm-hmm. Which now you have a Pretty good job of, but now you have like Adenobi. Right. Adenobi's like maybe the best person in the league to guard Giannis. Which, if you're looking at how you how you get to the top of the East, that's definitely a major point of concern. So maybe they are looking to to be contenders, and there is another move coming. And this was just one of the pieces. But I've seen, I've heard that OG has guarded all five positions. Like he has guarded every single person on the floor, one through five, which is pretty impressive. Did you watch the game the other day? No, but I know he did really well. I know he had like. See how, did you see? You see how effortless is. Just what stuck out the other day is how how effortless he dunks the ball. Okay. He had like five dunks. At, uh, he's pretty tall. I think he's six. Uh, six seven. Six seven. Is that your guess? No, six seven two forty. Oh, how about that? That's a big man. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've heard I've heard the same thing that there could be another move coming down the pipeline. Um, and honestly, I don't really know if I want Randall involved with it. He is, I mean, dude, he scores twenty five a game. He's averaging somewhere around that, and he's, you know he's good for ten boards a game. And I know we've had arguments about boards in the NFL or in the NFL and the NBA are not impressive, but I think with a guy like that who can play down low, his boards are meaningful. They're not just like Jalen Brunson type rebounds that are off on the you know. On the fringe, Matthew. Yeah, let me. Twenty-four, ten, and five, basically. That's pretty good. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I haven't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I guess I haven't looked in the last day because now we're now now anything you look up when you look up Donovan Mitchell Knicks is 
Knicks reportedly will not make major push for Donovan Mitchell. There you go. And then Thank another you. one. Knicks, Knicks not expected to go all out for Donovan Mitchell. So Everybody I don't know. Please we'll ignore the last. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Knicks don't intend to make all out pursuit of Donovan Mitchell. Another one from Bleacher Report. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're spitting the hard facts here. Truth only. Um, Matt, <laughs> did you have any initial reactions from the trade? I know you hate the NBA, but. I mean, I don't know why you just blankly say it like that. Because you say it all <laughs> the time. Because you said it like a, a thousand times. No, I don't. The Rangers got ship pumped. They lost six. Yeah, they did. At yeah. Home. To the like, Canes. Um, we talk about how the Pistons won, huh? Dude, the Pistons. They set the, the NBA record. What was it? 28 they in a row? tied it. Yeah. Oh, they tied it. Thank Excuse God me. I didn't listen to Grande that day. I was actually like, you know what? I might actually listen to this guy. And I was like, no, nah, I don't trust the Pistons. Sure enough. <laughs> What against the Nets? Was it the Nets yeah, one? The Nets. He goes, I think they're gonna win today. And then yeah, I, I watched like, that. I was like, actually, I could see this happening. And then I was about gonna do it. And I was like, eh, then they almost what? beat the Celtics. Can you imagine oh, if they dude, beat the Celtics? What a fucking awful! They were down twenty and a half. I know. Did and then I turned it on, and the Celtics were up seven. <laughs> and that would have been on top of the best team in the NBA losing losing to the worst team in the NBA at home and they were 15 and 0 at home. Yeah. <laughs> How 14, shitty was I think that? It was 14 happen? and 0 versus 1 and 14. Did you guys and see what the the Nets did the other day with playing like Mikael Bridges played the first quarter against the the Bucks and then they just completely punted on the game. It was like so bad. Imagine doing that to your home crowd, right? You come Wait, to see happened? like their starters played like one quarter. Why? Mikael Bridges played the first quarter, and then that was it. I I have no idea. What did he go into streak holes after? Because that that's out. weird. I'm looking at yeah, their starters had 10, 12, 16, 12, and then thirty. But then the bench had 28, 30, 21, 24, 29, 30, 21. That is yeah. weird. I don't know what happened there, but people <laughs> were pissed about it, and rightfully so. I mean, if you're gonna rest your guys like for load management. Obviously, you want to do it on the road. I don't think anybody's in, you know, Milwaukee is like, oh my god, I can't wait till the Nets come to town. I want to see Mikael Bridges play so bad. It's not like Giannis <laughs> coming here, right? Like, dude, these guys are going to start showering at halftime, and they're going to start coming out in street clothes guys, at halftime. Here's it's already happened in the preseason. Like, I don't know, shit like that pisses me off. That's what I don't like. But now here we go, Matt's going to get on. So no, no, because nobody likes to hear it. So here, you guys want to hear Giannis's quote about that game? He goes, they competed hard. I didn't know most of them, but definitely I'll learn them after today because they made it extremely, extremely tough for us. <laughs> That's why I missed that entirely. Holy crap. That's bad, though. You can't you can't be doing that. And then I thought maybe the Pistons would have a chance to win two in a row, and then they faced the Rockets and lost by 23. Nice. <laughs> and just like that, they're back. 3-30 and 30 is – that's tough. Hey man, you can't no team blows a twenty point lead. I'm pretty sure the Pistons blew on like eight games in a row. <laughs> Every for the past like four games, I've turned it on at halftime or if it's close in the fourth quarter, and I just like root for them. But then like the other day when they were actually beating the Raptors with like two minutes left, I'm like you know what? At this point, I just wanted to lose. They're up like seven with like two minutes. I'm like this is boring. I want the Pistons to lose again. And then they pulled it out. <laughs> Make Detroit horrible again. Oh, you Don't get wait. free wings at Wingstop. What, when they lose? No, when they win. There's a bunch of memes about people rushing the gates of Wingstop because the Pistons had won a game now. Holy shit. 
Boston Magic. Got some cool things. They give away tacos if a guy misses two free throws in a row. It's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia had something like that too, and they also it's also half off Zaxby's if Georgia gets a sack, which obviously That's happens it? pretty much every game. Right. Yeah. One you sack. Guys made, you guys made your way back yeah. to football. No, we were no, just we're talking, talking about, about things that oh, the wing stop thing for like bonuses. Detroit in the wing stop. I, I think saw so many memes. Albany Devils used to give away a free frosty from Wendy's if they won. Whoa! Oh wait, Boston College also does um, Shake Shack. They do free Shake Shack like burger and fries if Boston College scores over a hundred, I think, or over no, it was over over seventy five. So it actually hits pretty. Remember That's one awesome. game. Hit them both. It's great. <laughs> free meal. Um. Anyway, so the Knicks, I know, got off track there a little bit. What were you guys were talking about the wing stop thing? Yeah, we were just talking about the Pistons balling out, getting some free wings for the city of Detroit. That guy's pretty good on the the uh, the Pistons. Yeah, that guy, there. Cade Cunningham. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Did yeah. you see his quote after they lost twenty eight in a row or whatever? No. Oh my gosh! It was him just talking about how he basically feels numb at this point. And he oh, can't God. feel anything anymore. Like, I mean, dude, it's got to be brutal when you know you're just like... Here, I mean, here's the quote. He said, I've come to embrace a zen-like detachment. Victory and defeat, success and failure, these are transient states. What remains is the profound understanding of struggle, the beauty and persistence, and the subtle art of finding meaning and seemingly meaningless. Oh my That's a guy who has a ton of time on his hands with that quote. Holy crap. He's, he's literally who's... just going to like transcend everything and just become the greatest basketball player ever. Right, that's a guy who just says, "Yeah, losing sucks, but I'll just, I'll just pretend we're not losing or winning. It's just all for fun." Oh, that's awful. I feel bad for He'll the guy. Forget everything. He'll just no ball. Yeah, I, I will say though, the one that they came super close. What was it like at number twenty-five or twenty-six? And they had a home game where they wore those alt, those sick alternates that they have. Those like I don't know, the black. They're in a lot of games. It was kind of fluky that I know you have to be bad to lose twenty-eight, but it was kind of fluky that they did. The other thing was they had like a full arena for that. Like, dude, the oh, yeah. fans were going nuts because I remember Cade hit back to back threes, and like I watched the highlights, and it was like, holy shit, they have people there. I didn't thought yeah, it would just be nobody. It becomes wants a spectacle to go. at a certain point. Well, don't you I mean, want to see history? Yeah, yeah you want to see history I mean, one way or another. At least the wings are good for them. The Red Wings, they're having a better year. They were. They yeah, I mean, well, listen, they, Detroit has. I mean, the Lions. They won the uh, the NFC North first time in thirty years. I mean, like, come on. I know it sucks. They're gonna have to lose the Rams. They sacrificed everything for the uh, for the Lions. I did. Yeah. See what does the, uh, the what does the NFL p- uh, playoff picture look like? Hang on one second before I yep, lose yep. the idea of this. The four worst single season records since two thousand in the four major North American sports. 08 Lions, 0-16, 3 Tigers, 43 and 119. Oh god. 2019 Red Wings, 17, 49, and 5. Ooh. And the Pistons are on course right now for 5 and 77. So all four teams based out of Detroit. Oh, that's nice. awful. That is so bad for the <laughs> city of Detroit. That's some losing franchises, baby. That's insane. Well, Even though the Red they... Wings are one of the greatest hockey franchises ever, but now they have uh, the Lions. After 26 straight playoffs, they kind of fell off. Now the uh, now the Lions are the the most popular team there, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. NFL, uh, you want to know about the playoffs? If we beat the Bears, we're in. Go, Pack, go. Yeah, that's the last spot in the NFC 
up for grabs. Okay, so if the Packers win, they're in. Um, if Rams the are Bills, in. Nobody wants to face the, the Rams. No, the NFC South is still up for grabs. I lied. Bucks have to win. If they don't, then it's either the Saints or the Falcons, whoever wins that game if the Bucks lose. Are the yeah, Saints the Bucks... and the Falcons playing each other this week? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they need to win, and then they need Tampa Bay to lose. Yes, whoever wins needs Tampa to lose, not anyone in the division. Tampa losing that game at home to the, to the Saints is so bad. Dude, Baker's the definition of a coin flip. Like, what the fuck's going to happen every week? With he balled out for two straight weeks and then did that. Right. And then, yeah, I mean, and then I with lost like it. two and a half minutes left, he said, oh, you know what? Yeah, let's throw some touchdowns. I lost in my fantasy uh, championship game because freaking Mike Evans didn't do anything. CMC got hurt. Kamara got hurt. It was a bad day for me. The uh, AFC is a lot more interesting. The Ravens clinched oh, yeah. the number one, I believe. Yep. Yeah. And then the, the Bills beat the Dolphins. They got the two seed. If the Bills lose, they have a chance to not make the playoffs. That's wild. That's wild. Well, they would need a bunch of teams to lose. They're still in a driver's seat for at least. Just like the Steelers. Players. Yeah, it's not It's not anything crazy. Just the Steelers. The Steelers just have to beat the Ravens, and the Ravens aren't playing Jackson. And, the and, and then yeah. what? And then Pittsburgh's in and Buffalo's out if they lose, if Buffalo loses. Yeah. I assume, yeah. does that mean Indianapolis and Houston play each other? Yeah, most they likely. play each other they this did. week. The NFL did all yeah, the division matchups the last So winner of that gets in. Wow, so the Bills need to beat the Dolphins. If they don't, there's a chance that they don't make playoffs, which would be insane. Because then you have the NFC South literally fighting at – Four and thirteen, basically trying to get in. And that's also yeah, that's gonna be wild. Since he's still alive for a wild card, aren't they? No, they're eliminated. They're eliminated now. Yeah, and Denver had their chance, and they got eliminated too. Yeah, fucking Denver. I mean, the Bills have the second best point differential in the AFC, (laughs) and they could be eliminated. They're, I mean, they're such a terrifying team. But then it's also like, man, Josh Allen just go in there and throw four picks, and that shit's over. Yeah, but he, or he could, you know, just throw for three hundred yards and or three rushing touchdowns. In, or he could go in and break off five twenty-five yard runs and truck stick four guys yeah, and ruin the and game. Then throw for your team. a fifty-yard bomb for a touchdown. You could, you could get one of those. You could get either guy. He's just, yeah, it's just you'll never. It's like Brett Favre, but a lot more mobile. You just never know what you're going to get when he takes the field. Yeah. He's so entertaining, but then it's like, man, this guy could just go out and throw picks on four straight passes. Like nobody knows. So the Falcons are the Falcons are technically still in it too. Holy crap! Falcons and Saints, and there's a way where the Bucks can win if the Packers lose. The Saints can get in if the Saints win, and even if the Bucks win, if the Packers lose, I think the Saints have the head-to-head over. Yeah, they beat us. Yeah, there's just some. I don't know. If you guys lose, it opens up fucking everybody. Yeah, you, it was the same last year, though. All you had to do was beat the Lions at home, and we lost. All we have to do is beat the Bears at home. Right. Simple as that. Jordan yeah, Love, actually, though, I third think, in the I NFL. Think they'll lose. Wait, they're at home to the Bears? Yeah. Are the Bears officially eliminated now? I'm assuming yeah. yes. Man, what, they won, rattled off four in a row, too. Yeah. Jordan Love, third in the NFL in passing touchdowns. Yeah. And the Bears still have – Bears will get the number one pick. Yeah, if you're them, you I personally think you got to keep Fields and help him out. Trade the first pick, get more picks, build around Fields. Yeah, I agree. They already said Eberflus is coming back. That's good. I mean, I don't like the Bears, but from a outside perspective, just show some consistency in the franchise and do something with it. Right. 
Dude, the Panthers are going in. They're they're going in a real good direction. They're co- they're uh, the owner they're just got fined three hundred grand. Yeah, that was it for throwing his drink. Yeah, that's awesome. You have to <laughs> sell the team. He got so mad. He's like, whatever, dude. You saw you could get into the game there for like forty five cents two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we talked about it when we when we, we did, did didn't we? I forgot. Full circle. Would you, you want to go watch them? I mean, I would. <laughs> All right, call it forty five cents. I mean. You buy a whole section for like twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of kids in North Carolina who've never seen a football game. I mean, I guess that's. I guess you could. It's not really the best to go see, but. Is there anything else we gotta talk about? No, I think we covered it all. We'll see what happens with the uh, the national championship. We'll talk Sunday, and then we'll do another special one on Tuesday. And hopefully, Eric is uh, victorious, and you guys get your little side bet all straightened out and. Try to make it understandable because I'm a little lost. <laughs> Maybe we'll have Marty next time. Who knows? Probably not. Marty though. will be here Sunday. He can. Yeah, Marty happy. will be on and he'll be fully asleep. Also, five minutes left. Happy birthday to Marty. Oh yeah, today, today is his birthday. Marty's birthday. We probably yeah, should have said Happy New Year at the beginning of this. Happy New Year. Um, I can just cut that and put it at the front. Yeah, put it happy at the New front. Year, right happy New Year. Happy birthday. Happy New Year. Happy birthday. Hey Mike, All right. do you have anything else to say about anything for the for the show? Potential sponsors, maybe? Who knows? Oh, no, I didn't I did not confirm if I could say that, so no. Alright. <laughs> I can put it I put it in our bio uh, or the description for Is that the, your for dog the show. in the background? Yeah, he's going nuts. It's All a right, good place it. to stop. Call we'll it. talk to you guys next week. See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya.